back from the Back to Push podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake, and today we're back with a special episode. Today we have Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher Will Crow. Will, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And, you know, how's the offseason been so far? Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm uh, excited I can uh, hop on and hang out with you guys for a little bit. Um, you know, offseason's been good. Uh, a lot of family time, a couple trips. Um a lot of training, you know, trying to get my body in, in the right position for, you know, two weeks. So um, it's been a good off season. It feels like it's getting to that last point where it's time to go. You know, where I get you get to you get past Christmas and get to the new year and you're like, all right, let's uh, let's have some fun. It's it's go time now. So it's it's definitely getting close to the end and I'm ready to get going. So our first first question for you is what got you interested in baseball? Oh man, um, my dad, <clears throat> when I was like two years old, bought me like a playset, and from like the time that I could walk, I was in the living room like hitting the ball and like going and picking it up and hitting the ball. And there's like we have like home videos of me like doing that for like an hour at a time as like a little kid, and I guess that just really got me into it. And then when I started playing, you know, I, I probably started playing at like four. I never look back. I've always been into baseball. I've always, you know, wanted to play baseball. It's always been a dream of mine. And um, from, like, a young age, I started. And then, you know, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And by the time I was in high school, it was like, man, I might be able to do something with this and go to college and whatnot. So, so growing up, did you have any, any favorite, you know, baseball players? And was there a favorite team that you had? So, I, I'm not very – attached to any team i'm from tennessee um so there's not like a big name team i mean the braves are right south of us and cincinnati was north of us but um i did have some players man i uh i loved watching uh roger clemens i loved watching Derek jeter um mark mcguire was probably my favorite player at the time when i was a kid so his games were always on the tv being with the cardinals um Love Sammy Sosa. You know, I would just follow a lot of the big names, you know, and, and the big names around my area were, you know, Sammy Sosa, Roger Clemens, Derek Jeter, uh, Chipper Jones, some of these, like, you know, high-profile guys. But that's who we would, we would you know, follow as kids because we didn't really have a team. So, um, yeah, those are probably, like, my, my favorite players as a kid growing up. But, you know, I had, like, Mark McGuire jerseys on my wall and posters and stuff. So that's probably my favorite player as a kid. So, moving forward into high school, what was the whole recruitment process like? How did you end up going to South Carolina? Yeah, so started with, like, Kentucky and Alabama and some smaller D1 schools that were, you know, kind of recruiting me here and there. Um, and then my high school coach was, you know, he, he's a big part in, you know, what happened in my career. He was my, my summer coach and stuff, too. So, um he kind of was like, hey, you know, we're going to go play in Atlanta, which was like, it was like the big tournament, you know, it was in Atlanta. And uh, he was like, just take your time. You know, you'll pitch once or twice there. Let's see what comes from it. And, um, you know, I had a, I had talked to South Carolina's recruiting coordinator probably um, like the first day the dead period was over, which was like right when we were able to go to Atlanta. And he was like, hey, I'm going to come watch you tomorrow. Like, I don't know how close you are to committing, but like, don't like, give us a chance. We were intrigued. And then they came and watched it pitch. They told me they wanted me to offer or they wanted to offer me. So they 
asked me to come to campus. Uh, and then when I went to campus about two weeks later, it was like, it was a shock. I'd never been somewhere like the baseball field was, it was crazy. The campus was awesome. You know, just everything that I envisioned myself for college, it felt like home. And, um, it was an easy decision. I left and I told my high school coach, I was like, I want to commit now. I want to commit right now. I called my dad. I want to commit. Let me commit. And, um, they were like, give it like a couple of days and then like slept on it. You know, it took three or four days. And, um, then I was like, Hey, I don't want to go anywhere else. I've been, I've been to three or four colleges and I kind of know what I want to do. And, uh, I called up coach Holbrook and I, I told him, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm committing to South Carolina. I want to be there. And, Felt like the place I wanted to be, and uh, it's probably the best decision I've ever made. So, what was that like? What was the whole like transition to college like? You know, what was the biggest difference from high school and college, right? When you got there, that you noticed. Now, are you talking like baseball wise, or are you talking like lifestyle wise? More like baseball wise. Um. So baseball is. I would. So I. That's a good question. I don't want to say I didn't have a tough time um like transitioning but like I guess baseball is a very baseball is a very relationship sport you know if 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 you aren't really in sync with your guys and you know your guys and like your guys aren't behind you you know things can go south quickly so um I guess the biggest transition is going from like a kid from a small town in Tennessee with a hundred kids in my graduating class and we only had 14 guys on our uh, varsity and JV baseball team. So going from like that to going into a room with 45, 55 guys, all fighting for, you know, 26, 27 spots and um, trying to one, become friends two meet them and know what they like and what they don't like. And then three, you know, create this bond and relationship to like be a team that can win a lot of games and stuff. So, um, creating those like personal relationships and, and friendships that have lasted, you know, you know, ever since I've been there, I've got some of my best friends that I went to school with. So, um, creating those, creating those, you know, relationships are probably the toughest thing baseball wise. Cause then once you finally get into a groove and you get comfortable with people, then it's just playing ball, right? You're not having to like worry about the little things and what people are wanting to know or wanting to do. Like, once you get in that groove, it's just like, all right, all I got to do is play ball and do do what I'm I'm good at. So, so what was that overall whole experience at South Carolina like for you? Um, it was incredible. Uh, freshman year, I had a good year. You know, I was I got to start as a freshman on the weekends, which was awesome. Um, had a good season. Um, sophomore year, I, I I started like six or eight games and then blew my elbow out and had TJ had Tommy John. Um, junior year, I didn't pitch at all. Um, and then, you know, senior year, I came back and pitched and then got drafted. So, or redshirt junior year. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't change my experience at South Carolina for anything. And that being said, from how it started to how the elbow happened, you know, um, sitting out a whole season, you know, I met my wife, I got my degree. Uh, we now have a kid. Um, so, you know, South Carolina was, like I said, it was the best decision that I've ever made. And um, my experience there was just incredible. You know, you, you meet some of your best friends. You meet, like I said, I met my wife. Um, you learn a lot about yourself. You uh, really figure out um, what it's going to take for you to, like, make it or, or if, you, if you can or if you can't. And um, 
just something that uh, a lot of guys, you know, need. You know, some some guys can go straight from high school and straight into pro ball and play and whatnot. But I, I think there's a group of guys who are pro athletes and are even big leaguers who went to college and they would tell you, like, I needed that experience. I needed to, you know, go out, meet new people, meet new th- see new things and, like, be able to grow up as an individual. And uh, it helped me, you know, being from a very, very small town, it helped me broaden my horizons and, like, realize that, like, not everybody's going to be your best friend. Also, at the same time, like, not everybody's out to get you. So, you know, you can you, it opens up your, your eyes a little bit to the real world and uh, get you prepared for what's to come. So what was it like, uh, you know, getting the call from the Nationals that they were going to draft you in the second round? Yeah, it was cool. Draft day, draft day was a lot. It was kind of crazy. Um, so earlier, like 15 picks before, the White Sox had a, had a selection and they, you know, my agent and I at the time, were hey you know you might get picked here you might get picked here like teams are calling like this is what's kind of going on and they were like would you take you know x amount of dollars with the white Sox at uh, i want to say it was like 42 or 45 i think they ended up picking gavin sheets um but uh i was like yeah let's do it sign sign like tell them i'm in tell them i'll take that you know let's go and um he was like, congrats, you're a White Sox. My agent did. He was like, congratulations. Well, then, like, the pick comes. And, like, my family's taking videos and whatnot, and it's someone else. It's Gavin Sheets' name. And I was like, wow, what just happened? Like, holy crap. So my agent's like, hey, you're not going to get drafted tonight. Like, we've talked to all the teams. Like, it's probably going to happen tomorrow, whatever. Um, and then, like, my friend, Tyler Johnson, one of my college teammates, texted me and said, congrats on getting drafted. And none of my family was watching TV, nothing. No one called. And, like, we pulled up the phone and, like, sure enough, Will Crow drafted by the Nationals. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Um, so, like, call the agent, you know, the whole process. And um, it just it, – it, it's, it's a cool story, but at the same time, it's such a cool experience. Um, you know, getting your name called, being able to be lucky to um, – or be blessed and lucky to, to get a name called and, and get drafted in the MLB or in the minors. So um, it's something that I won't forget. I got to spend a lot of good family time with my wife, her family, my family, um, and kind of celebrate that moment. And then, uh, you know, that's a part of the dream for the kids and for, for people growing up. That's that's one thing. You want to get drafted. You want to become a, a, a minor leaguer to try to become a big leaguer. And um, that was another stepping stone on my block, you know, and I, and, it was just nice to be able to get, take a step back and say, hey, you know, I, I I got one of my goals. You know, one of my goals that I wanted to get in life is I hit it. And, um, you know, it, just a fulfillment of joy and excitement during that time is just overwhelming. What was that whole transition to the pros like for you? It's like college all over again. Um, you know, way new people and uh, a lot more new people, a lot more different from different areas. Uh, different ethnicities um, you got you know big leaguers and ex-big leaguers coaching you and trying to you know lead you along the right path um, pro ball is a different animal you know it's a grind it's a true grind you're you're playing 140 games you know every day for six months football. so um, it's a little different when you have you know when you go in in February and you only play to June 
compared to you go into February and you don't get done until October. It's a, it's a true grind. You know, you now, now when I was in the minor leagues, we didn't have, I think that Monday's off now and they play six games and all against the same team or maybe, maybe, I don't know the exact schedule now for minor leagues, but when I was playing, it was like three games here, three games here. And then back home for six or seven, three games here, three games here. So like we were doing like, the bus rides for six, seven, eight hours at night following, you know, we have a 14 inning game. We get done at 11 o'clock and then they go, all right, bus leaves at 1230. We get on the bus. We went, we drive down here to Myrtle beach from Virginia and we get in at 645, 7 a.m. in the morning. And they'd be like, all right, show up at the field at four. You got another game tonight. So um, it's just a different animal. It's a different grind. Um, It's, you know, you know, there's games every day for the first time. You're playing throughout the week. You know, you're you're getting on a different schedule for me as a pitcher. It's a five-day routine, not a seven-day routine. And it's like, you know, it's it like I said, it's a grind. It's different, but um, you can you kind of know what to expect going in. So it doesn't. It's not a full culture shock, but um, it's definitely like you get in it and you're like, wow, my body is changing because this is something that I didn't expect. Like putting on the cleats every night 140 times and I don't even play in the field like I'm just pitching once a week or at the time so um it's a it's a it's a grind and it's a it's a big adjustment but you know you kind of expect it to be one but at the same time it's something you still got to get used to so I mean you made your big league debut in like a really weird season in 2020 like it was nothing like we've ever seen so I mean, what was it like, you know, making your debut in that type of year? And, you know, what was it like getting the call that you were going to get to pitch in the big leagues for the Nationals? Yeah, that was um, super, super weird, but also still, you know, still the big league debut. So uh, it was still awesome. Um, Yeah, we were at the all site in Virginia, um, like 45 an an hour south of D.C., and they called, and they're like, you know, we got a doubleheader versus the Marlins. You're going to pitch game two. Uh, they called me in the office and uh, said, it's tomorrow night. You're going to drive up tonight, stay the night, and then you'll show up to the field at, you know, 2 o'clock and get ready for, you know, a 7 o'clock game or whatever it may be. Um, and, yeah, you <laughs> you expect to walk out in front of 20,000 fans and uh, everything's blaring loud and you don't really know how to – how to react and um your family's there so like all the emotions are building up but then like for me I walk out and it's like this white noise they're like buzzing white noise in the stadium to kind of give it like a a crowd effect which is so odd and then instead of 20,000 people we had like 10,000 cardboard cutouts so like nobody's moving it's like crazy but luckily in DC there's a hotel kind of back behind left field that's like a rooftop uh, restaurant and they were able, you were, they were doing like limited seating. Well, that was the hotel we were staying at um, for the night. So my wife is actually up on top of that rooftop watching me pitch. Um, So like, she's like half a mile away almost. She feels like, like she said, we look like little, little ant people running around on the field that she could see. But, um, so my, my wife got to see my debut technically, uh, not in the stands, but um, it, it was definitely weird, uh, definitely a different time, um, but something that was that was a good experience. Um, I'll never forget it. It's something that 
you know, some guys, I don't think anybody ever forgets their debut, but it, it would never blend, you know, with like another game or another time that I pitched because there was nobody there. You, you can remember the sounds. We were actually the away team in Nationals Park playing the Marlins. So I pitched the bottom of the first, not the top of the first, in my road uniform, not in my home uniform. It was just all weird, man. The whole That whole season was, was tough and weird and just, you know, you, you, you tried to do what you could to embrace it and, and enjoy it, especially for me. But, man, it was, it was tough. It was, it was tough on a lot of people. So, what was it like being part of an MLB trade sending you to Pittsburgh? Uh, it's a shock. Um, sometimes, you, like for me, I knew where the Nationals were. They had a lot of pitching at the time. You know, they had Strasburg. They had Scherzer, Corbin. They had Vos, Fetty, Joe Ross. And then I was kind of one of those next guys in line. And also they had Anibal Sanchez. So, um, I knew they had some pitching depth and they needed – you know, they needed a first baseman. They wanted to go get another player. Um, and for a couple of years, or I guess a couple of months, I'd figured my name was probably getting tossed around and whatnot. But they, I got traded on Christmas Eve. Um, got a phone call, you know, hey, you're getting traded to the Pirates. We appreciate what you've done for us. Uh, best of luck. And then it was like, next phone call is the, my agent. Next phone call is the Pirates. And then it's like a world change. You got to meet a bunch of new people and, I'm not good with names in the first place. So going into spring training in 2021 with everyone wearing masks, going into a new place, a new building, and not knowing a soul, it was just different because last year we came into the building and no one's wearing masks anymore. And you're like, I've never seen you from your nose down. Like, I just know you from like your mask up. It's like, so even last year you're meeting all these people again, like visually for the first time. It's like, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's it's cool. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, very few people play on one team for their whole career. You know, um, there's 30 teams out there. And I think, you know, you tell a lot of young guys, um, the probability of you making it to the big leagues, you know, is, is there. But the probability you make it to the big leagues with who you are with right now might not be as much because there's 29 other teams, you know. So, um there's value in, in, in being traded. That means somebody wanted you and wanted you to be a part of what they got. And um, I love the Nationals, but I think being on the Pirates and playing for the Pirates is the best thing that's happened for my career. Um, I really, really enjoy the Pittsburgh, or Pittsburgh people, uh, the people within the organization, um, my teammates. It's uh, I'm very happy it happened. You know, and when it happened at the beginning, I might not have been, you know, I might not have been super excited about it. But, you know, once I got to meet everyone and got to see the city and, you know, got to be a part of something, it's been one of the best things. And I I love Pittsburgh, and I hope, I'm, I hope I get to play here for a long time. Yeah, similar to what you just mentioned, you know, what has just been, like, the overall experience in Pittsburgh, like, you know, the last two seasons? Yeah, so, you know, we, we haven't been the best, obviously. Um, we have a lot of young guys. We, um, we're all trying to work together to reach a common goal um and uh we're trying to learn and grow and build as this young core and become something that we we all believe we can um and you know i think last year we played the either the most 
competitive innings, which is like a one to two run ball game after the fifth or the second most in all of baseball. And, um, you know, we weren't ever getting like the doors beat off of us. We were just getting beat or we would do something that would just like pitcher or hitter or fielding or something. We were always in the game, um, playing hard and whatnot, you know, obviously. But um, <clears throat> I think two years ago, you know, we were we had, we were very undermanned. We felt or not we felt like, but like we we just we didn't have a great year. I just want to say we didn't have a great year. And then last year we felt like we took steps. You know, we everybody took a step to be better. You know, and and I think a lot of our guys that were on our team last year took took a step to become a better baseball player. And um, now moving into this year, you know, as as long as everyone takes that next step, and with the signings and stuff that we've done with. Cuts and Hill and Velasquez and um, <clears throat> G-Man Choi and Carlos Santana. And then you got the Garcia and the bullpen. You know, I think we've made some really good good moves to, you know, complement what we've got and complement what our core has and give us a chance to, you know, win a lot of ball games and have a good year. And um, that's kind of, you know, the last two years we, we were growing and building and creating something. And I think now – we're getting into that time where we can turn it around and turn it into some wins and, you know, shock some people because no one, no one expects us to be, to be what we, the pirates know we can be. So um, it's, it's just, we're all excited. We're excited to get back to camp. We're excited to get these things going and, um, you know, let, let the ball fall where it may fall and, and see, see where we are when it comes, you know, come September and October and see, see where we're at. We're all excited though, and I know we're 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 making the right moves and doing the right things, and everyone's excited. I mean, that's great to hear. So, like, what are some of your big goals for the season? I mean, last year you pitched the most games out of any pirate and the most innings ever relieved run a pirate. So, what are your big goals for the season coming up? Yeah, so um, I stayed healthy for most of the year last year. Uh, other than like the last week, I was healthy all season. Um, and you know, last year was my first year ever out of the bullpen. So it was an adjustment, you know, I, I have to, I had to figure out like what works for me, what doesn't work for me, what's good for my body, what's not good for my body. Um, for me, my goals this year are, you know, obviously stay healthy. Um, that's a big thing. I think uh, health is wealth. So um, being able to stay healthy for the full season, you know, pitch a lot of innings again, um, be a guy for the team that I was, you know, for five and a half months last year, you know, I had a bad three, three weeks to end the season, two and a half weeks to end the season. And um, I know that, and my body was breaking down, and I, I didn't do the best job of taking care of my body. So for me, you know, a goal for mine is, you know, throw a lot of innings. I want to throw, you know, 70, 60, 70 innings again. I want to have 50 to 60 appearances again. You know, um, I want to be able to have a ton of holds for Bednar, if that's where I'm going to be, right in front of him. Or – holds in front in the seventh and eighth you know whatever it may be whatever my role is I want to dominate my role because I know I can you know I did it for 70 innings last year I can do it again you know um I want to um I want to win and and a lot of people say that like candidly but I'm gonna say I I truly for me personally my goals revolve around what our team does because I know if our team's winning and our team's putting a good product out on the field and we win games, then all the stuff that matters for me will take care of itself. 
And I don't have to, I don't have to sit here and say, Hey, I, I want to have this ERA or this many strikeouts or this many. No, if, if the team wins, all my attributes are going to take care of themselves and I'm a, I'll be a part of that. And I, I think if we have, you know, a group, a collective group, that's like, Hey, I don't really care what the numbers say. I don't care what people think. I don't care anything about outside noise or like what everyone's looking into. If we can win ball games and all we're focused on is winning ball games and winning as many as we can, then all of our personal attributes are going to take care of themselves. You know, the hitters are going to hit good. The hitters are going to have their RBIs. They're going to have their homers. They're going to have their average. Like the pitchers, we're going to strike people out. We're going to throw a lot of innings. We're going to, you know, we're not going to give up as many runs. And the more that we can, like, get rid of the personal side of things and only worry about the team and winning side of things, that's when your group does something special. And I think the best teams that always are in the postseason always have some of the best players, have some of the best people who have the best seasons. After, you know, you know, some guys struggle early because they're like, all right, I got to get off to a good start, right? You know, and they, they struggle for like a month. And then it's like, you know, I'm going to stop thinking that way. I'm going to worry about winning and helping my team win. And then my other stuff will take care of itself. And then you turn around and, you know, a guy might hit 190 in, in uh, March and April and May. And then you turn around and you look, and in September, he's hitting 295 with 30 homers. And you ask him what he changed. He's like, oh, I, have to, uh, I just stopped worrying about myself. And I put my guys and my team on the front side of things. And we started winning games, and my numbers started doing what they were supposed to do. So, for me, my goal is, you know, have a healthy season and try and help the Pirates and all my buddies and all my boys win as many games as we can. So, for our last four questions, we'll be rapid fire. And the first one is, what's your favorite stadium that you've ever played in? Favorite stadium is Atlanta. Other than PNC. Sorry. I love playing at PNC. Atlanta would be a close second to PNC. And who would you say has been like one of the hardest, some of the hardest batters you've had to face? Um, they go back to back. I would say Arenado and Goldschmidt. They're two of the toughest hitters, man. They, they are su- super smart. Who are some of your closest and favorite teammates that you play with? Uh, Brian Reynolds, Kevin Newman, um, Vogelbach, uh, Gamble. Uh, these are just pirates. Um, Bednar, uh, you know, Keller, Stallings, Chris Stratton. There's a lot of our guys that we have are good people. Uh, with the, with the Nats, you know, I had, uh, Carter Keyboom, Jake Knoll, uh, Trace Barrera, some of the younger guys, Ben Bramer, some really, really good dudes, um, that I really enjoyed playing with for, for the early parts of my career. Uh, our final question for you is, what is your favorite sports movie? Sandlot. Sandlot. I grew up on it. I watched it a lot. I watched it way too much. And I still can quote it today. So. And that's a great answer. So that's going to wrap up our interview. Thank you so, so much for hopping on the show, Will. Have a great rest of your day. Good luck. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, guys. Appreciate y'all having me. And uh, if y'all have anything, let me know. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you so much, Will.